Boom! Welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I'm your host, Jake Jabarelli, with my co-host, Blockchain John. How's it going, John? Hey, hey, hey! All good, man. All good. Another good weekend. It's been a hot weekend today. Uh, it was fantastic, man. Went out to uh, one of the Japanese Buddhist temples here because it's the Obon Festival this weekend. It was nice. There was a lot. There was hundreds and hundreds of people out there. Uh, the only thing about festivals, man, if you haven't been to one recently, uh, everything's expensive. Everything is crazy, crazy expensive, man. Yeah. Uh, it was like I got some beef teriyaki. That thing was like six bucks, for like two sticks. <laughs> uh, two skewer sticks with a small little shred of like jerky on there. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, they gave me like two two slices of onions on there, but what about the like the tomato? What about the rest of the veggies on there? It's like, nah. You're just gonna get two slices of of onions on there. Yeah. Anyways, I went out there. I took my uh, my uh, Raven Rock, my my physical NFT. Took a bunch of pictures with it, mm-hmm. and yeah, I'll be posting that up shortly. Yeah. If you What's check up, uh, John's you? Twitter, you can see that he goes almost everywhere with his Raven Rock, and he puts it in all his pictures. <laughs> So that's good to see. I'm glad. I've, I have to admit, checking out your Twitter and other things that you show your, your pictures, even when you go hiking, don't you bring your Raven Rock with you? Everywhere. Dude. Yep. Raven, Raven goes everywhere. Everywhere blockchain John is, he's got his Raven Rock. Anyways, yeah, for me, I've been doing a lot of research, but I will talk about what I was doing about that research at the end of the show because it's kind of related to what we do, all crypto and whatnot. So thanks, everyone, for joining us. And as you may have seen from the start of the show, we have the C3 Media coin tree. That's uh, like the uh, link tree, but for coins. And if you guys want to get your own, they're free. It's actually done by uh, Naomi, Naomi Brockwell. She's a crypto advocate and security advocate. So you can donate, if you like, to many different types of coins that we support. But we should also show, as I scroll down the page here, uh, that we're, of course, on YouTube, Discord, Twitter, Twitch, as we're streaming on Twitch. You probably tell if you're watching our show. Um, but Odyssey, remember, if you check us out on Odyssey, it's completely ad-free, and it will be forever, as far as I know. Uh, there might be ads they have on it, but it's not going to be on our content, because we don't let people do that. If you want to help us out, you can just donate money directly through Odyssey, through the library protocol. Anywho, uh, we're also on Spotify, Patreon, and other various places of donating. I also like to talk about our two t-shirts we currently have available. I'm still working on the black one. I do have it halfway done. I'm sorry I haven't gotten it up yet. Stacks, Hats, and Hoddle and the Diamond Hands t-shirts also available on C3 Media through shopjabberelli.com. So, our shop.jabberelli.com. Well, anyways, all that aside, let's get to the two things that we do on a regular basis here. The crypto job of the day as well as the quote of the day. But let's do the job first. We have a job here from CryptoCareers.com, a graphic designer from LocalCoin, a company based in Canada, or at least the job is based in Canada. At LocalCoin, we aim to empower our customers to join the crypto economy by helping them buy, sell, and convert digital currencies. In addition to running North America's largest Bitcoin ATM network, we offer an expanding product line that makes digital currencies far more accessible for crypto enthusiasts in their communities. We believe that crypto spa- cryptocurrency space is one of the one that rewards passion, creativity, innovation, and those willing to challenge the status quo. As a member of a rapidly growing team, you'll join a talented, dynamic group of team members who will encourage you to grow, learn, grow, and thrive in your career every step of the way. So, if you're a self-starter looking to hone your skills in a startup environment that fosters innovation, transparency, and teamwork connectivity, we look forward to hearing from you. Here's that role. 
At LocalCoin, our crea uh, creative assets are top priority. As a graphic designer, you will bring your knowledge of different media outlets and effective creative designs for our website, media assets, promotional materials that will engage our customers and bring our brand to life. Hopefully, I'm not quoting anymore, you know what a graphic designer is. And if you are a graphic designer, I wish I could tell you how much they're willing to pay for this particular job, but it looks like it's going to be an interesting thing involved in crypto with LocalCoin in Canada. John, can you read us the quote of the day? Absolutely. Once again, for everyone that's uh, watching or listening live, you guys can head over to, to our Discord server and head over to the C3 Media Journal, and you guys can see all of our little goodies there. So our crypto quote of the day is from Richard Branson for episode 422. Quote, well, I think it is working. There may be other currencies like it, but uh, like it that may have even excuse me let me start again well <laughs> i think it is working there may be other currencies like it that may be even better but in the meantime there's a big industry around bitcoin people have made fortunes off bitcoin some have lost money it is volatile but people make money off of volatility too exactly it is a pretty bad time and for those people maybe who were in the past were shorting uh tesla stock hey Short Bitcoin, at least we're suspecting, and we will see in the news here shortly, <laughs> no pun intended, what's likely to happen in the very near future with Bitcoin's crash again. Be wary. If you're investing because you think Bitcoin's going to go up, I'm warning you now, not financial advice. <laughs> it's probably not going to go up. John, do you want to read a crypto Twitter, or do you want me to do it? Sure. This one's, uh, okay, we're going to head over to decrypt.co, written by Tim Hockey. This week's on crypto Twitter. This week was truly a mixed bag. Leading cryptocurrencies recaptured lost ground after weeks of general declines. But on the business side of things, Vault and Voyager became the latest crypto lenders to battle insolvency after Celsius and BlockFi. Along those lines, former lending crypto hedge funds Three Arrows Capital recently filed for Chapter 15 bankruptcy, and now the company's lawyers, according to that filing, can't locate the founders, Suzu and Kyle Davies. So the crypto <laughs> bailouts have begun, with billionaire Sam Bankman-Fried leading the vanguard. His exchange, FTX, extended a $250 million line of credit to battered crypto lenders blocked by last month. The following day... Uh, uh, Alameda Research, another SBF company, gave Voyager Digital a $500 million line of credit. Two weeks later, FTX reached a deal to acquire BlockFi outright. Now, Al Alameda already owned Voyager's, uh, owed Voyager $377 million, so this was a borrower bailing out its lender. CEO CZ criticized the deal in an interview for Decrypt's GM podcast. CZ also said he's looking to do a few bailouts of his own. Quote, some of them are actually good deals. So I think you will see that we will be investing, bailing out, saving multiple projects. Tron's Justin Sun also made clear that he stands at the ready. News broke at the beginning of the week that the personal data of more than a billion people have been acquired from a Shanghai police database and offered up for 10 Bitcoin. At the time, it's worth $202,000. According to Bloomberg, the data include everything from names and national ID numbers to mobile phone numbers and food orders. And there were timestamps for when the details were recorded. CZ offered a technical explanation. And here's a tweet about that. 
Rich guys, billionaire CEO and crypto hodler Michael Saylor and Elon Musk both shilled their favorite coins this week. Saylor tweeted about how much value Bitcoin gained since his company MicroStrategy first announced its plan to buy and hodl. He neglected to mention he's still he's still down on his, on his invest, investment. Yeah. And CNN Business reported that another of Elon Musk's firm, the Boring Company, will accept Dogecoin for rides on a new underground transit system in Las Vegas that allows passengers to zip around uh, zip around the towns and Teslas at about 35 miles per hour. And finally, a major outage of mobile and internet networks across Canada prompted TrustSwap CEO and Bitcoin advocate Jeff Kurdetsky to reflect on his favorite cryptocurrency. Let's uh, read this little tweet here from Jeff. The banking system, including all debit cards, are currently down in Canada. No one can make payments for anything. Maybe this Bitcoin thing has a utility after all. <laughs> nice. Oh, it's just, it's, <laughs> right, I, gotta, I had to plot him for that, man. That's, that's a good the one. the small, uh, it was a Tunga. Uh, it was the one that was suffering a problem, and they got payments in, in crypto after the earthquake happened in their, on their island. And they, uh, they benefited from uh, Bitcoin not needing, you know, the standard authentication through the centralized entities that you know do typical payment processing so yeah i actually ranted about this not that long ago although i haven't posted it to my channel that uh mm -hmm. you know if if the payment processors like visa and mastercard go down or chase bank or morgan stanley or whatever they are um they're centralized entities i, mean, I realize that their their servers probably aren't fully centralized but their authentications are whereas bitcoin i mean if one goes down, there's probably another authenticator out there. Heck, there might be one in your in your kid's back bedroom. <laughs> uh, I want to make a comment quickly about this rich guy's thing. Um, uh, it, it, Michael Saylor's tweet does not include the, the average price that he paid for uh, Bitcoin. It's closer to thirty thousand U.S. dollars, even though he says acquiring twenty-one thousand five four hundred fifty-four bitcoins aggregate pr purchase price of a quarter million dollars. Yeah, uh, most of his three and a half billion dollars worth of, of crypto, which was obviously worth a lot more until recently, uh, was uh, was it thirty? Yeah, it was thirty point four, thirty point nine billion. I think was the average price of all the coins he has, and one hundred twenty nine thousand of them. Um, the thing, the comment I wanted to make about this is to those, and I have no problem with people coming back at me. And I'm sure there will be people. Anybody who's a, quote, Bitcoin maximalist, I'm not saying you're ultimately wrong. But conventional wisdom, and I realize conventional wisdom is more about fiat currency than it is about Bitcoin. Conventional wisdom has always said, do not put all your eggs in one basket. So I think, I think Warren Buffett would agree with me. And I'm not necessarily saying that I am personally in, in favor of Warren Buffett. But Isn't he's that a probably thing? not wrong. <laughs> the, oh, the eggs in one basket? I don't know. If you've, Confucius is probably just repeating an age-old axiom of, of you know, some <laughs> generality that has just been around for the you know, entire time that people have been collecting eggs from birds. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, don't put all your, your Bitcoin. Or don't put all your money in Bitcoin is basically what I'm saying. is, And, and that co completely contradicts the MicroStrategy yeah. strategy. <laughs> you know you're you're poking at the the Bitcoin maxes, man. They're they're gonna come after you. I now. don't care. I don't I don't <laughs> own any Bitcoin. You can come at me. I don't own any Bitcoin for you to come at me with. I don't own any of it. I don't put my eggs in one basket. If you looked at my portfolio, you'd see two hundred and fifty coins. 
I invest in everything because I don't put all my eggs in one basket. Anyways, continuing on with the dire news of the hour. Well, hour, more like the month. Celsius. If you're not tired of hearing about Celsius, I'm sorry. We're going to talk about Celsius again. Celsius hires new legal firm to assist on restructuring. This is from Crypto Potato Felix Mullen writes. Cryptocurrency lender. I'm not entirely sure if they're a lender or if they ever were a lender. Celsius is trying to overcome the hypothermia, that's freezing cold issue, caused by the crypto winter and positioning itself as a reliable service on the market, gaining its credibility once again, or at least I hope. At, uh, and to achieve this goal is turning to legal as experts because finance experts failed them, I guess. According to Wall Street Journal, Celsius hired the law firm Kirkland and Ellis LLP to advise them on restructuring the process and ease the financial burden that sprawled out over control following the collapse of Terra and depegging of Lido's Steeth token and the general slump of the crypto market, which honestly I think had more to do with just Terra collapsing. Um, although we were kind of, I know a lot of people were really edgy about uh, the Fed raising interest rates as much as it was going to do. Restructuring in a court-approved plan in which the company recognizes to pay its creditors within its means, parcel payments, board changes, mergers, and acquisition processes, transfer of rights, and other solutions may be considered. Hey, is, uh, is uh, Sam Bankman-Free going to buy out Celsius? Oh, wait, didn't he already offer? <laughs> mm -hmm. I, think, I believe he did. Kirkland Ellis is replacing Gus Strauss Hauer and Feld LLP, a law firm hired by Celsius to advise them after they halted operations as a measure to avoid liquidity crisis. Celsius' business model was based on lending cryptocurrencies and offering high interest rates. I am personally aware of this to those who provided liquidity by committing their funds as part of its business proposition was likely linked to Lido. Uh, rather, a good part of its business. On the platform, users can... Well, I'm not going to go into what they were doing. This is the news. Celsius refuses to die. This is further down. Um, Celsius has started to recover, showing signs that wants to survive the crypto winter and not suffer the fatal fate of giants like Three Arrows Capital and Voyager Digital. Digital, pardon me. Despite the losses, Celsius has begun to reduce its risk by paying off its debts and implementing some strategies to increase its resource management efficiency. As Crypto Potato reported earlier this month, Celsius laid off 150 employees. And, of course, with a short squeeze, the price went up. <laughs> um, yes. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but the price of Celsius coin hit, broke a, a U.S. dollar recently. So, yeah, this is basically the, the base news. Celsius paid off its debts. We've already reported on this, $120 million total. Um, clearing its debt, claiming almost 22,000 wrapped Bitcoin in return. These funds are subsequently sent to FTX. <laughs> right, which is possibly going to also be dumped yeah. on on the market, um, which is which is not a good thing, man. No. And considering what the next news is coming up as well, it just seems like uh, a lot of these uh, big whales are about to dump a lot of Bitcoin in the market, which is going to force, uh, force the entire so, market down, so, which is, for me, it's fine. Go ahead. To your point, to the point that we're going to be making in the very next article, which you will be reading shortly. Um, both John and I had made the mistake. I've made a, a pretty big mistake, although probably not as financially devastating as this one in particular, um, of claiming that Bitcoin would never break 25000 Now, of course, it's below that again, 
but I was wrong in that previous instance. John was warned by our good friend Mike that he should pull his money out of Celsius. Right, John? Yep, yep, right. yep. And, He's and, me over and over again. Right, yeah. And uh, neither, neither he nor I did. Now, I'm not talking about the person who warned us, but John and I both did not pull our money out of Celsius. And now we're staying, stick, you know, stuck holding, well, they're holding our bag for us. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're warning, and we're only warning from the standpoint of what we're observing. You know, as, as podcasters, we are uh, paying attention to the news on a regular basis. So we're kind of aware of what's happening, but we're also investors. So, of course, we're aware of what's, what's going on well, from our own personal finance standpoint. And so I would say that we would seem to expect a decline in the price of Bitcoin, which, if that does happen, will decline the price of pretty much every other coin that in some way depends upon Bitcoin's price. So... We would say now might be a good time to pull money out if you're intent on pulling money out. Now, the reason I'm personally not going to pull any of my money out is because the market will recover. But also because I don't buy coin, I mine it, which means that all the coin I've made is not valueless to me, but doesn't have the same potency of value that it does to other people. So if you bought your coin, I can see you wanting to sell it. Me, I don't buy my coin. I make it. So. so before we move on to the next news, uh, I just want to plug in this video here from, um, was it uh, What's the one Simon you Dixon? You posted so, uh, Simon, in the general chat? Yeah, Simon Dixon. Can Simon save Celsians? If you're, if you're interested in what, the, what Celsius, uh, Hello, Celsius everybody. is doing, what they've done, um, the stuff that they didn't reveal, Simon Dixon has pretty much like the inside scoop of what Celsius is all about. It's a good video. Check it out. Yeah, I just right. posted it up in video so people can check it out. But, yeah, we will put it in the description of the video below so you guys can all watch that video. Please don't watch it right now unless you're just okay. going to pause Head ours. <laughs> <laughs> Heading over to, we got a new uh, news article from BitcoinMagazine.com. This one's a couple days old, but it, I think it was really important to bring it up just because we missed it on uh, the last episode. So yep. uh, now we're going to bring it up because it is important. Mount Gox is still around, man. Mount Gox is old school. Um, but yeah, the first the first major exchange that got hacked, so they say. Yep. So let's see, uh, 142,000 Bitcoin could be dumped as creditors eye Mt. Gox repayment. Creditors uh, could offload a total of nearly 142,000 Bitcoin into an already stressed market. Rehabilitation trustee will restrict creditors and moving funds for a period. Over 700,000 Bitcoin were drained in the Mt. Gox implosion in 2014. Victims of the implosion of Bitcoin exchange Mt. Gox are now able to opt between different ways for receiving their Bitcoin backed. Bitcoin itself, cash, or Bitcoin cash. The thousands of Bitcoin combined eight years ago. Now they could get some compensation. Even though the incident caused the loss of over 700,000 Bitcoin in 2014, less than 150,000 coins have allegedly been recovered and will be made available by the trustees for users to cut back on some of their losses. The, optionally, uh, the, the optionality could make 141,686 liquid again, depending on the in, entitled user's choices, posing a new selling threat to the already battered market. Yeah. Mount Gox creditors were sent in a correspondence dated July 6th by attorney Nobuaki Kobayashi, the appointed... The appointed trustee of the Mount Gox rehabilitation process was confirmed that he was preparing to make repayments to account holders. In addition, 
to the payment methods, creditors should also choose whether to receive an early lump sum repayment or not. Documents notes a timeline for repayments has not been established. Quote, the deadline for the choice and registration will be sent to the rehabilitation trustees with the permission of the court, according to the correspondence. Given that the price of Bitcoin was a fraction of the current market value of around $21,000, it has been speculated in the community that many creditors could choose to offload the Bitcoin in the market for cash directly or indirectly. That's because even though details weren't shared, the trustees would supposedly liquidate an equivalent amount of Bitcoin to pay off those interested in receiving fiat currency. However, the document cites that the rehabilitation trustee may set a period during which creditors wouldn't be able to move the received funds. Quote, the rehabilitation trustee may set a period during which the assignment transfer succession provision as collateral or disposition by other means of rehabilitation claims are prohibited. Following the discussion with the court and in accordance with the rehabilitation plan, the rehabilitation trustees plans to set in the assignment, etc. Restriction reference period from approximately the end of August this year until uh, all or part of the repayments made as initial repayments is completed for safe and secure repayments. If the rehabilitation claims are transferred during the assignment, etc., restrictions reference period, the use of the system by both transfers and transferees will be suspended. And this may result in you being unable to carry out the choice and registration. The repayment date may be delayed significantly compared to other rehabilitated creditors, or at worst, the repayment amount may be deposited with the Tokyo Legal Affairs Bureau in accordance with laws and regulations. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm. Yep. So there you go. There's finally some light at the end of the tunnel. Imagine that, dude. Yeah. Waiting eight years. Eight years, man. It would have been nice if they dumped this at the at the at the peak of, of Bitcoin. But the, <laughs> you know, not right now. It's like, come on, man. We're already hurting. Can you guys just hold on to it till we come back up? I mean, um, if you're waiting eight years, you've probably moved on. So, um, yeah. it's not. I I was gonna say that I received a, a strange support letter from uh, from Turo, which I used to do business with, and and it's like, um, you know that this issue we dealt with is li like literally five years old at this point. I don't think it's important anymore. And if I still thought it was important, you would definitely have already heard from me. <laughs> yeah. So, so this is this is what's 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 a little terrifying, man. You got one hundred forty two thousand coins that are about to be dumped. I have another what is it twenty twenty two thousand uh, Bitcoin from Celsius that's been uh, deposited over at FTX. That's most likely going to be dumped. Yep. And who knows what other exchanges out there are just trying to to uh, CYA. Uh, their their own company even 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 uh, miners right now miners are stressed out they're they're either selling the rigs or they're dumping their coins on the market yep so that's it, right now it's there was a, there was a word going around circulating today uh, called the a, a, a second black swan event is going to occur <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot of things going on yeah it's it's harsh because it's it I, I think I watched a, a Bloomberg you know, TV article or TV show blip, YouTube based, but I mean, where they said that uh, uh, this this kind of crash event obviously is uncommon, but it mostly had to do with the fact that the U.S. is giving out so much money in the last two years. You know, like the price of Bitcoin didn't start going up until uh, what it had been nine months into the pandemic. And that was right about the time when the U.S. gave literally $1.5 trillion 
to its people to you know support people f during the pandemic. And where did most of that money go? Into investments and in, in Bitcoin. And then we gave out a total of three and a half trillion dollars. And we saw the price of Bitcoin go from <laughs> roughly half a trillion dollars to roughly three trillion. So two and a half trillion of that three and a half trillion went into into crypto. <laughs> so, anyways, mm -hmm. moving on. <laughs> After the Bitcoin wash trade trading surges on Binance CEO that's CZ nixes or removes the incentives this is on decrypt by Katie run Binance CEO uh, uh Chengping, Chengping Zhao or CZ as we commonly know him is cracking down on the watch trading occurring on its crypto crypto exchange following the firm's decision to remove fees from Bitcoin spot trades of course this is trying to promote more Bitcoin trading, of course, they're removing fees. And if, what what are people doing with it? Well, they're they're doing it too much, which is what wash trading really is. Wash trading is when traders sell and buy assets from themselves, which is what happening was happening with uh, NFTs on Ethereum, or make otherwise fictitious trades. For example, NFT marketplace looks rare. It's the name of the place. Sees plenty of wash trading because of its looks token, which is earned by using the site. So of course, the more you do it, the more you get of it. A community manager at Mandala Exchange noticed on Friday that a large volume of Bitcoin had been suddenly traded within a very short period of time. Sorry, my emphasis. But Bitcoin's price had barely changed. This suggested that a large number of traders were buying and selling, keeping the price more or less stable. It's funny how, how people don't realize. This is another rant, but I won't talk about it right now. The number of people who don't realize that their intent is not how people use their intent. <laughs> Think this is due to zero fees and people are trying to gain VIP tiers, as Al explained, adding that Binance would exclude BTC trades from the VIP calculations and remove all incentives to wash trade on the exchange. And here's his tweet regarding Binance currently has nine different VIP tiers, of which lower user fees for all currencies listed on the exchange. The more funds a user has spot traded within 30 days, higher the VIP tier will be. A tier system that rewards high trade volumes often perks for trading and charges low if no to no fees can be vulnerable to manipulation and wash trading, which is exactly what's happening. Within hours, Binance issued the announcement excluding its 13 different Bitcoin spot pairs, um, you know, BitC versus BUSD, from the VIP tier benefits and its spot liquidity provider program. The changes were made to ensure a fair trading environment for all users, the company said. So, not, I didn't really need to continue this, but the point is that, uh, yeah, they were being abused. <laughs> yeah, that, that, uh, so my concern is no fees. No fees sounds amazing. Personally, for me, that, that, uh, does very few exchange uh i guess transactions out there mm -hmm. um when i'm seeing you know it's cost me 90 dollars to 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 do a transaction that sucks right it's horrible mm -hmm. but uh no fees I, I i'm always gonna say fee a fee is better than no fee because this is less fake pumping the market mm -hmm. there's not real money being circulated you're you're, you're continuously doing wash trading and and then what's gonna happen that's that is a true bubble right there because eventually it's going to pop it's going to get revealed and everything's going to crash again. Don't do that. That's just my, my opinion, obviously. But yeah, I've seen this happen before where people pump it up because there's there's no fees on it. They continue to pump it, pump it, pump it, and then pop, everybody loses it all. 
Well, I mean, obviously someone doesn't lose it, but yeah, it, it really comes down to uh, people gaming the system, and, and it's, like I said, it won't go into the details. I, I'll talk about it later. Let's just continue on with the Kenya here article. Uh, this one's back to CryptoPotato.com, written by Dimitar Zenzarov. Kenya is the African leader in crypto adoption. A study conducted by the United Nations determined that 8.5% of Kenyans' population own digital assets, which makes up around 4.25 million people. This makes the country a, a leader in cryptocurrency adoption across Africa, while globally Ukraine ranks first, with 12.7% wow. of its residents being hodlers. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't think, I, think, I mean, just despite Ukraine's current predicament, I was kind of surprised that they're hodling yeah. so much. Exactly. Kenya, an African nation considered a tech and innovation hub on the continent, has been tied to the cryptocurrency industry for years now. In 2020, amid the COVID-19 crisis, struggling citizens of the country turned to local digital assets such as Safaru to aid their monetary issues. According to a recent UN study, Kenyans interested in crypto has increased the following years and currently is the leading African nation in terms of hodlers. The report stated that 8.5% of the domestic population or over 4.2 million people own digital assets. In comparison, 7.1% of South African residents and 6.3% of Nigerians have Bitcoins or alternative coins. It is worth noting that Kenyan's crypto adoption rate surpasses top economies, including the United States. However, it is hard to establish the value of digital currencies held by the Kenyans due to the lack of supervision in the sector. Quote, the returns from cryptocurrency tradings and holdings are, as with other speculative trades, highly individual. On balance, they are overshadowed by the risk and cost they pose in developing countries. The oops, I just... The sector is not regulated in the country and remains largely unregulated, even in the developed world. Is Kenya leaning towards Bitcoin or CBDC? The national currency of the, of the country, shilling, has lost a significant chunk of its value against the U.S. over the past year. On that note, last year, Central Bank Governor Patrick Nozor opined that switching to Bitcoin could ease some of Kenyan's economic troubles. Quote, our decision to shift to Bitcoin is both tactical and logical. Our currency has always been the punching bag for the IMF, which always claims that the Kenyan shilling is overvalued. We are losing too much simply because someone at IMF woke up on the wrong side of the bed. <laughs> Bitcoin will put an end to this. Yeah. Yep. Hold on, but we're not done yet. Early this year, the Central Bank of Kenya argued that the potential CBDC could bring certain benefits to the domestic banking infrastructure and enhanced cross-border payments. The institutions even released a discussion paper to examine whether locals support such a pro such a product. There you go. All right. Um, once again, I just want to reiterate what I've said in many uh, episodes before, that CBDCs are not really a, a good thing. If, if anything, they are uh, the devil's work. It's pretty much the ultimate dictatorship, uh, pretty much, yeah. yeah. You are, it, it, it will be a dark, dark, dark time uh, when governments own your, your everything. You will own nothing and, they, and you'll still be happy. I've been <laughs> you, said over and over you again. You hope. <laughs> yep. It is, it is a, a challenging situation to be in. All right, continuing on, final news here. Here's how, this is all potato uh, through uh, China Kadikas uh, article. Here's how the UK plans to close the regulatory vacuum in crypto. 
UK is gearing up to close its regulatory vacuum present, present in the crypto market. The recent crash has only strengthened lawmakers, I'm sorry to say, resolve. As such, the Bank of England's Financial Policy Committee highlighted the need for enhanced regulatory and law enforcement uh, frameworks in the sector. In their latest report, the committee said that while the growth of crypto assets and their associated markets and services do not pose an immediate threat to the UK financial system, the asset class has the potential to do so in the future. I, I, I guess it's okay to help people you know, who don't understand crypto, then yes, I agree, the UK is doing a good job. But for those of us who understand, and of course, I would want everyone to understand, uh, I don't think that slapping more regulations onto crypto is going to help. Crypto asset, this is a quote, crypto asset valuations have fallen sharply. Yep, that's definitely true. The market capitalization in crypto assets has fallen to a US dollar value of 900 billion following a peak of almost three US, uh, three trillion US dollars in late 2021. A number of vulnerabilities were exposed with crypto asset markets similar to those exposed by past episodes of instability in more traditional parts of the financial system, end quote. Recent events in the crypto market, such as liquidity crisis and leverage position being unwound, have amplified price falls. And the FPC noted that the uh, if these issues remain unattended, it could lead to the emergence of systemic risks uh, as crypto becomes integrated into the broader financial system. Stablecoin is one of the hot-button issues in the crypto market. These regulators have are keen on establishing important provisions. The FPC has already stated that these tokens used as like-money instruments in the systemic payment chain should be, meet necessary standards for commercial bank money and about the stability of value and robustness of legal claim and the ability to redeem at par in fiat, which is what we're really facing with Terra and what I think USDT is trying to bolster itself on right now is to keep things fair and you know you can you can redeem as much as you need as as often as you need that's the ultimately the point of a stable coin is to be stable <laughs> not like terra us the uk's top regulator in the fca financial conduct authority said it will investigate terra's collapse while developing new rules for the asset class I think I think we already know how this is supposed to work. I don't think new rules, but if the UK just wants to protect their idiots, I mean their citizens, then let them be. So I'm not going to go into the full detail of this article. I just wanted to kind of hit this primary point because we're kind of running out of time. But um, mm -hmm. I wanted to, before we left, talk about something that I, I find of interest um, that we're looking to potentially get into. Now, uh, John and I have experience, and we talked about this pre-show. For those who are listening on Twitch, you heard us talk about it. Those who are now in the podcast listening to us now, um, I just want to make this quickly, as I, quickly as I can. I don't want to waste too much time. Um, thank you all for getting to the end of the show with us. We really appreciate it. And if you want to help us out, I we would gre greatly appreciate you either donating directly to anything on our coin tree or possibly buying one of our T-shirts. That being said, uh being a person who owns a crypto mine, uh, I, uh, I'm always looking for new and better ways of mining crypto. And because I don't buy crypto for the most part, I find that crypto mining, even if you invest in some kind of mining machine, can actually be quite beneficial. The biggest problem people tend to, to find with buying hardware to mine is one, they don't know how it works and it's complicated. 
Uh, and two, it could be if they do find something that, that's relatively simple, it's really expensive. I'm hoping we can solve both those problems in getting this this new microminer device uh, that I've recently been developing to uh, possibly sell as a benefit to our channel. So I just like to say that it's very small. I don't have any pictures of it at the moment, but I will in future episodes be able to because I'll probably put it on the show on the store. Um, it only uses five watts, which is less than half of most LED light bulbs. It's ridiculously low power. It's basically the power of a Raspberry Pi, effectively. Although even Raspberry Pis can be higher; they can be 10, 15 watts. This is only five watts. It's five watts, and it does relatively small amount of power. But, but overall, based on the, the price of most people pay for power, it's actually going to make more money in a year than it will cost you in power. So you actually will make a profit, even in the current market, if you can believe it. And it's because of the hyper-efficiency of this particular device. I'm not trying to sell anybody on an idea that doesn't work. I myself own one, of, um, not just one, but multiple of these boxes. And I just wanted to bring up the idea of this concept because a lot of people want to get into crypto, but it's complicated. And I'm not, and we understand it. John and I are very, very, very familiar with crypto in general. But um, I want to make it easier for people. And I want, I, I personally obviously believe I'm being a miner myself, a mass producer of, of proof of work concept my, um, crypto. I think that uh, getting everybody into crypto is a good thing. And I want to make that possible for everyone to do. And I don't want it to make it expensive. There are a couple of miners out there you could buy that are several hundred dollars. Not everybody has several hundred dollars. Uh, we're looking at making this thing a hundred dollars or less. So it will be easy to buy. It'll be easy to mine. It'll be easy to use. And it'll let you make some crypto. So hopefully we can get this thing up and running in the near future. And, we can, and people can uh, help support the channel or in the show here by uh, buying one of these little crypto boxes, little microminers. That's all I got to say about the show. Is there anything else you want to add, John? That's it. It's a wrap. So thanks all for listening again. And we'll still say, as we always do at the end of the show, stack sats, stack, and, sats hodl. and hodl. Adios. Uh...